Clark's gun and everyone welcome back to the Naked Men podcast and Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. That's Yule been. tidings. Yule tidings. Here we are, post Christmas, but before mm. New Year's. Yep, it's the thirtieth of December. So some right. of you crazy crazy cats might be listening to this in twenty twenty one. Holy shit. Oh God, don't no spoilers. <laughs> Corona is back with a vengeance. No. <laughs> ben, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, had some, got, had, uh, I was gifted some plum wine from a, a work colleague. And uh, yeah, I've been done sipping on that for 30 minutes. That's, that's nice. It's this wine that's slightly weaker alcohol content. It's like 10%, but it's like super sweet. Oh my goodness. That sounds pretty great. It's all right. Like it's, it? it's not. I prefer normal wine. Not gonna lie, but uh, it's good. It's it enjoyable. was free, so it was free. Yeah, can't complain about that. But mm. uh, yeah, we're here. It's, this is a very special episode that we're going to get to in a moment. This is kind of the pre, uh, the pre-show before the actual show begins, uh, because it is the second annual Streaky Awards. Second on street. I hope you've got your nice, uh, you got your red tie on. I'm naked. Otherwise, I bought a red tie for this exact occasion because last year, I should remember, we were we wore red ties. We did wear red ties. I've got the same red tie. I didn't yeah. wash it, uh, which I thought was in keeping with the awards. True. Yeah. I mean, we're we're, we're slightly dressed better, but we're still scumbags. Yeah, and it's important to keep that. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it's a period, but I don't mind. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Obviously, the Streaky Awards, we had it planned. It was going to take place at, uh, at Trump Tower. Yeah. Uh, we, had the, we had the venue booked, uh, but because of nothing to do with COVID, um, uh, it just got cancelled. Yeah, he's, he's using it as a fortress because uh, if anyone, he's got like 10 men loyal to him. So if, uh, if anyone tries to arrest him, they're just going to like taser him. Yeah. Do what, um, ten of them from. have shotguns, so yeah, that's the problem. All ten of them have like Republican flags uh, tattooed on their chest, which just just coincidence. Yeah, just a coincidence. But uh, so yeah, we, we are having to just the event is just uh kind of virtual, kind of how the MTV Music Awards were the other day, mm. the other week, whenever they were. Uh, I'm not sad enough to watch that, so sorry. I didn't watch it, but sure. I did see tweets about it which is how i consume my content yeah, yeah. okay yeah 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 so uh but before we before we go into the streaky awards ben what was your it was the plum wine your best christmas gift uh i got a candle for my kind of girlfriend i got some wine from uh admira i got some that admira was me um, I got some. No, I have. I got a box of treats for my family. That was nice. But I gained like five pounds in like a day. Um, I got yeah. In the box was like some dairy milk shit, some hobnobs. You're not gonna lie. I ate like two packets of hobnobs in like four days. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, I fucking love hobnobs, and you can't get biscuits here. So we, we can't really get like British biscuits here. So when they was there, they were like, "Oh my god, these are amazing." Um, that, no, my my best gift was probably still my my, my treats from my family. That was good, but you know, all gifts are good. All gifts are good because the spirit presents aren't the best part of Christmas. It's the giving. Sure. Which is important. And that's the message from the Grinch. Yeah. Yeah. Not sure I gave any gifts though, did I? I did think you not give your sort of girlfriend a gift? I bought ingredients for a meal and I cooked her a meal. Oh. That's I didn't know you could cook. No. Nah. I mean it um, I mean, was microwave, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uber Eats is cooking, right? Yeah. It's just a ready meal lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I pressed the order button. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to hear you had a good you had a good Christmas. Because uh, that is important to me. Yeah, important to me too. How was your Christmas? What What did you get apart from Blade? 
I got. I, I did get a uh, a picture, like a print of the Blade One poster in a frame. Nice. That was pretty good. I got a, a little Lego Pikachu that took me two hours to make. It wasn't really mm-hmm. Lego. It was like knockoff Lego, but it was still it's sure. still very cute, very cool. Takes pride of place on my desk. Of course. Uh, I got loads of loads of like f- loads of fucking food. Just so much food, just so much of it. Uh, Some vouchers for some crap, some ghost chilies, some Carolina Reapers, dry ones in a nice pot. They hurt my stomach yesterday at time of recording. Yeah. Um, And just, you know, just all the love. All love is good. All All love is good. There was none left. (laughs) None less for anybody else. None left. There, There were absolutely nothing left. And uh, yeah, so that that was that was that. Got a uh, a coupon to go glamping. Oh really? You sexy bitch. That that must have cost a lot. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't buy it. We, me and me and my my uh, girlfriend received the gift. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we got a free night free night glamping stay at some glamping pretty, site. Don't know where it is, but uh, that's a pretty good gift. Luckily, the voucher doesn't expire till 2022 because you probably won't be allowed to go until yeah. sometime <laughs> around then. <laughs> but <laughs> but that would be nice. Yeah. That'd be nice. Go glamping. I'm going to yeah. podcast from the glamp site. That's a promise. Sure. Why not? Um, <laughs> Jasmine will be fucking furious. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, why do you invite your weird friend I've never met before? The naked men. Why is it always naked? naked? <laughs> yeah, you're going to come as well. Yeah. It does say the campsite is dog friendly, so I think we could pretend you're a dog. Oh yeah, sure. I just grow my beard really thick. You can actually grow a beard now. Yeah, I never I'm used right. to be able to. And I, like, I've been able to like last two or three years. I've been like more and more, but now now my beard is pretty like full on. It's pretty thick. Like actually, I want to trim it down to be honest because it's getting. I, I like to keep like a conservative, but kind of trimmed beard. A bit more of like the sexy stubble sort of look, you know. But now in mind, now if I get if I just let it go, which I haven't done for like a year, it will go like full on gimli. I'm pretty sure. Have you got a one blade? I right now, I cut my beard with scissors. Don't know why. <laughs> I need <laughs> my my razor broke like two months ago. Just haven't bothered to get a new one. <laughs> That's really funny. Is it just kitchen scissors as well? Literally, just kitchen scissors. <laughs> <laughs> it works pretty well, not gonna lie. Yeah, it really does. I've got a one blade. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? I've never seen them. They're like uh they're just like this kind of a weird electric razor things, but they don't have like blades, like conventional mm-hmm. blades. It's yeah. got this like weird tiny little things on it that just kind of trim all the hair off or however thick you want it yeah and uh yeah it's pretty great pretty smooth that is nice yeah can you uh well well, because i'm curious because i'd like i'm i like to keep control of my beard and like pretty well like i don't want to go like clean shaven i want to go like pretty almost like have like an inch of hair yeah you you get like the attachments on it as if it was like a hair trimmer so they look sure. like that sort of attachment. Uh, but you can't, one blade, you can't do clean shaven because it's, like it's like a really fine trimmer. So you, it, the, the lowest shave is like stubble. Okay. So, yeah, you can't, you can't do that with it. You can't go clean shaven. It's, it's yeah, this episode is sponsored by One Blade. <laughs> All your yeah. trimming needs, go to oneblade.co.uk. There you are. Um, so... Guys, it's time. That knock on the door, Ben. That's our that's our cue. We Thank have to you. go to the stage, socially distanced. Yeah. Uh, Got so, my mask on. They stand six feet apart. Yeah, at all times, or Ben's dick length. Yeah. Uh, uh, four times apart. during during the awards, I'm going to try and spit on you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to tell me when. No. Okay. Well, guys, we're going to take a real quick break whilst we move our podcasting equipment to the stage where we have our virtual audience. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll be back in a minute for the streakies.
Apple and Cannon. We've got the second ever streaky. The abominable snowman, Mr. N. Nathan Zigliniway. And the one, the master, the one above all, the Tawny A Thousand. Do, 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 do. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You can all hold the applause. Uh, ben, it's so good to be back a year later for the Streaky Awards, isn't it? It is. We can even come in these uncertain times where everyone is, is wearing a mask, but nothing else. They're wearing a mask, their patented naked men red tie, and with a little dash of extra blood. And they're all they're nothing else, which is amazing. Those seats are going to have to be cleaned afterwards, but don't worry about this. Don't worry about it. It's going to be someone else's job. So fucking pissing them, shitting them, do what you want. Do what you want. And it's important to remember we are sponsored by Canon. And Apple. <laughs> and Apple. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but the Streaky Awards, uh, as they were last year, some of the most prestigious podcast awards out there. You know, every podcast that you listen to. We'll be doing an awards ceremony, but this mm. is the only one that is certified uh, by the podcast awards ceremony council. Yeah. Uh, so these are the only ones that matter. So, Ben, should we kick it off with the first award? Yes. I'm, first award is actually maybe slightly controversial. In these weird times where people can't use pronouns, our first award, we said fuck it to the man. Fuck it to this man who's the man of the year. The first one is Man of the Year. Ooh. Who's your Man of the Year? I would like to nominate a man who has gone above all else to show that it doesn't really matter uh, what you look like. You can still be a great actor. Uh, so I would like to nominate Brendan Fraser. <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, Brendan Fraser. He had a he had a good year where he was on that show that name I can't remember. I think it was on HBO. Uh, I also watched the Mummy movies the other day, and they were pretty great. Mummy's great. Oh, yeah. first two are great. Yes, third one sucks. We ignore that. He was also George of the Jungle at one point. That wasn't this oh, year. Classic. Yeah, it wasn't that was, might have not been this year, but in 2020, it's great to see that Brendan Fraser is kind of on the comeback. Yeah. What what things has he been in? He was in Doom Patrol, 25 episodes of Doom Patrol. He's in yeah. Professionals, The Secret of Karma, The Line of Descent, The Poison Rose, which had Morgan Freeman in it. He was in one episode of Titans recently. So Brendan Fraser is on the comeback, or on the yeah. comeback trail after not really being in a lot for quite a long time, uh, leaving Hollywood for a little bit and bits yeah. and pieces like that. Brendan Fraser is back. And if 2020 needs nothing else, it is for there to be a fourth mummy movie at some point forget tom cruise yeah forget him. even though tom cruise did shout at that guy and he nearly got my nomination for <laughs> shouting at someone a couple of weeks ago uh oh, poison rose looks shit but on brendan fraser that look it's got john travolta and morgan freeman morgan freeman is the treasure of the world he's literally god but yeah. he's been in some like he, been in some not, terrible movies. Yeah, he's just like, oh, I'm just gonna. This will be my grand, great grand creeps fucking college tuition. Yeah, but um, back to my nomination, 2020s Brendan Fraser. Sure, what what nomination? What? Yeah, uh, it's out of the left field. But I like it because he's coming back. He's doing some shit. He's been on maybe uh, several terrible films. Yeah. Maybe some not. And um, maybe they will get George in the Jungle too. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Ben, who's your nomination? Um, I'm kind of cheating. Kind of cheating. From the very first award, I'm kind of cheating. I've actually got two men in a year. And I okay. could not um, choose between any, both of them. So my first one is uh, Baby Yoda. Is Baby Yoda a man? He is a man. He's going to grow into a man one day. And is, yeah, before um, you grow into something, are you also are you also classed as that thing before you become genetically, it? Baby Yoda is at least five years old. So, do we know? If, do we know if you're you're a Star Wars nerd here? Uh, uh, do Yodas or whatever the race is called? 
do they no. have sexes as yeah. in male and female yes because in, in the phantom menace there was a female yoda person in the um in like the council was it pink um was it pink no she was uh, green but oh, she looked very female which is strange because i don't know why she looked female but she was female <laughs> You don't, you don't know why you had an erection, but you had yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. She's my biggest fantasy still. But yeah, Baby Yoda, he gave us hope in so many ways. You never thought you, you needed it. There was, it was a freaking adorable, even though he's not only really baby, he's older than me, really. But I guess it's like dog years, but in reverse. So this thing still looks like a baby. And um, yeah, just like, I want you always need a Yoda for a good Star Wars thing. You need some sort of Yoda shit. And Mandalorian was the thing that made Star Wars good again. And I think it's because of him. He's the heart of that show. He's he just like he's just so fucking good at everything. Like the, he's he's such a sweetheart and his character. And he, is lo- he good he's at everything? yeah, he's pretty good at everything. He can well, use literally the everything. Yeah, literally everything. He can mm-hmm. eat some eggs. Very well. Ooh, that was a controversy. Everyone got super mad at that. <laughs> Fucking Star Wars yeah, people. Uh, Rogu, by the way, but I'm just going to call him Baby Yoda because it's a better name. And uh, yeah, so he, he gave us hope in a, in the, probably the worst year of my uh, on my in my life uh, for the world. Uh, yeah, so Baby Yoda is he made something I love be good again, and there's a lot of promise. So Baby Yoda is the hope they all need. He's the Okay. He's the he, the light Lindell tunnel, baby who's Yoda. Your other, who's your other nomination? My nomination is Joe Rogan, and that's going to be. Fucking hell, I knew it was going to be as well. <laughs> I actually knew this was coming. Because <laughs> he continues to be the most honest and trustworthy person in media. <laughs> fucking <is>. not. <laughs> he is. We've had 100%. many discussions about this. Yeah, no, but actually, he actually honest and trustworthy. Yes, that's him. He is. Um. Oh. The thing that uh, it's been similar, so the thing that is like it's not actually what he says. It's that the twi- the thing the reason why it's controversial is like the Twitter narrative, where Twitter is just Twitter is just the Sun newspaper. Really, it's the modern Sun newspaper where hundred percent the big headlines just get right up there. Like the reason why is because he's willing to have like conversation with these people that are controversial their opinions don't align with a lot of people but he's like you know ask about like okay why do you think this is and he's gonna be friendly and he's gonna be nice to them he's not trying he's not trying to there's no agenda by talking to him he's just like these are the people i like these are maybe they've got just a bad rep in some way they don't deserve so i'm gonna talk to them and be like why do you think this? Okay, do you understand that this is why people are angry about this? And most of the time, they're like, oh, yes, yes. So, Joe Rogan is like, I think in a lot of ways, he's not like a perfect person, but like, he's a lot of ways, he's, he's what people should strive to be because in, in modern life. Like, he's, he sees the truth. Yeah, I think he expresses the truth about many things and he's not hateful. Like, he, yeah. yeah. How does it go? But your your retort? I don't know. I think he is quite helpful. I think he is quite hateful. Some things he said before are really hateful. I what? I don't. I don't. I don't have any examples to off the top of my head, uh, yeah. to be honest. But I don't, I don't know if Joe Rogan, like when you say he's willing to have these people on to have the conversation, he's also picking them because they get tons of views. No, it's not. Like he gets like ridiculous. You look at it, yeah. it's all, like, and it's not. It's literally if you look at his like uh, list of episodes, it's people ninety five percent of the time I've never heard of them. It's like oh, this is a genealogist from the University of Wisconsin. This is some rock climber, and like and and it's all that because it's just people he finds interesting. He wants to talk to. Like, yeah, once in a while they get they'll get Alex Jones because he's friends with Alex Jones or like there'll be people like Ben Shapiro. Like, what's, I don't get, I don't know a fucking thing about Ben Shapiro. I've never listened to one of the episodes he was on. Ben Shapiro does seem like a piece of shit, but I know without ever seeing because I know how he acts with other people. 
I know he's going to like call him out on the things that are going to be bullshit, and he's not going to be like, not going to shoot her. He's be like, you're being a bit of a twat about this. Why did you do this? So, yeah. in the most respectful way that you can do. That. But does does it make him the man of the year? Because we're talking about this award. Is yes. he the best person this year? And it's just because he has a lot of podcast guests on. No, it's not because it, I, the most important thing is the way he treats people. Like he treats everyone with like, respect and like dignity. Like no yeah. matter who. Does that does that not just make him a good podcast host? In, in such a way, you don't. In more ways than the majority of other people, he's not. Where he's the I kind of hate Twitter now because it is the Sun newspaper in a website. It's Literally. not the Sun newspaper. Yeah, you, can, you can you can ignore all that stuff on Twitter. Like you can mute whatever you want. My timeline is. Okay, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story. Sorry. So, I the other day that was like two three days ago. Um, I followed this actor Rahel Cooley. I believe. Uh, sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. But um. He's not the biggest actor in the world. He's been in a few things. He's, he was in like Eye Zombie, which I never watched. And he was in, I, I, the reason why I follow him on Twitter is because he was he was guesting on a couple of podcasts I like. He seemed like a cool guy, and he's in, he's like a he's like a semi he's kind of famous guy. Uh, but uh, Twitter made me believe for a minute that he like hated transgender people, and like because there was like so many people with the guy and there's so much like hatred on him. And I was like, oh, shit, this guy hates transgender people. Why is that? That's really, I never really believed that. And I was like, oh, I guess go and like follow him or whatever. And then I looked at the, then I, it gave me like a, like a leap, loophole trying to find his original tweet. The original tweet was some social justice warrior fucking Nazi was basically saying he can't call himself a male in his, in his bio. Like he, he has like a pronoun, a male pronoun in his bio. And he was like, and, he, and he's, he, someone was like, "Oh, you're so uh, you're so transgender because you you call yourself a male." And he, and his response was like so lovely. It's like, "Yeah, you can identify whatever you want. I identify as a male, so I'm going to call that." And there was like fucking thousands of people just like shouting. It was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like you're <laughs> a, a guy who identifies as a male can't call himself a male. Like, what the fuck is this come to? <laughs> this is why I call it something because it's just like the headlines and people and people just read the headlines and be like, oh, this is what the yeah. mob thinks. But that's, so not, that's, not, that's not Twitter's f- fault. That's people. It is. Twitter definitely. Yeah. Pro- no, Twitter. Facebook's way worse than that because Facebook, Facebook doesn't yeah. even block anything. At least on Twitter, you'll get like if someone posts some bullshit you'll get a little tag under it saying this post, this post has been disputed here and it will like send you to a place which says the what's actually going on in on like okay. big tweets. Like it always does it under like yeah. Trump's tweets. You'll see like a thing that's like, this has been disputed. Um, but I think Facebook's way worse than that, but I don't think that's a Twitter issue. That's just, pe- that's just, that's a clickbait issue. That's just the way journalism has gone. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's all. But my, my, but back to point the man of the year. Let's get back to this point, man of the year. Point, point was, Joe Rogan is the opposite of that. Where, like, say, say the clickbait is, like, ah, oh, the big headline, which is going to get the most, like, people annoyed, most people passionate. He's like, let's just talk. Let's be humble and nice to each other and just try and talk about what the actual fact is. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know. Spotify, Spotify did buy his podcast for $100 million. Yes, because it's very popular. Because of that's, I think, I think, I think he's pop- a, a great podcast host. But like, I don't know if we can call him the man of the year because we don't know if he's got these views personally outside of his podcasts. Okay, sure. He's probably if there was an award up for like best podcast host. Yeah, I would agree with you, but I, I don't know. Can can Joe is Joe Rogan a better man this year? A better than Grogu. Or Brendan Fraser. That's, <laughs> what, that's the question we need to ask yeah, here. That's true. Uh, I don't know. Certainly I a better podcast host. What's Grogu is, like as a podcast host? <laughs> fucking great. You can't understand it, but it's really cute. So how are we going to judge this? What, what, what's Brendan Fraser's biggest acolyte this year? I think Doom Patrol. Everyone really liked Doom Patrol. I've, I've seen the first episode. I haven't actually watched it again. Don't know why. It was good, but... 
So um, if we're going by, are we going by the judging criteria being who's the best host? <laughs> sure. We, we need a way to separate these three titanic men. Yeah. Oh, do we? Do we? Because, oh, can't we just say we have three, two men a year? We can't one. sell out. We can't sell out like that. <laughs> let me let me ask you this. So Joe Rogan is very open to having people from all backgrounds on his podcast. He's a great host. Brendan Fraser, he he's making he's he's a comeback. He's a big deal again. Grogu, yeah. perhaps the biggest deal of this year oh, yeah. overall. Still like... questions about whether he's a man because he is called Baby Yoda. <laughs> but he he's made it. He made it on here. He made it past the vetting. Yeah. Who would you rather kiss? Oh, good question. My answer is Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> you'd rather kiss the thing the thing that's called baby <laughs> <laughs> like what kind of kiss is it like a peck on the cheek it's just a kiss it's a it's a it's a, it's a hot kiss oh no yeah yeah take it there i um i don't know i don't know what is uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna i know what joe rogan looks like now and one of them is like sort of maybe paedophilia. And I don't mm. know what Brandon Fraser looks like. So I'm well, probably going to have to go. Yeah. I think in human years, Grogu is is of consent. Yeah, human um, years is. I I know exactly how many, how old he is because that's what kind of learn I am. Um, but <laughs> and in human years, he's like thirty seven. So, yeah. Uh, um, I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, I'm going to have Joe Rogan. Oh, I guess. Really? Yeah, I guess so. He does so. love UFC. Sure. <laughs> mm, well, I think I think that's, that's there we go. Joe Rogan has won the streaky but, for man of the year. <laughs> sure, I guess so. I never thought he was going to win. Okay. Well done, Joe. Well done, Joe. Well, I Joe. think it's better. I don't think Grogu could have won that. I think I would have been really angry. but but there we are so man of the year taken care of joe rogan and we move on we move on with our lives uh coming up next the next award we're gonna we're gonna separate the the male and the female version of those awards but i think let's get down to it game of the year game of the year okay game of the year here here we are and ben would you like to introduce your nominees uh, I, I do have, it's changing is, I do have one, I know what my game of the year is. I know what it is. But I do have like several shout outs I want to call out. Because th- this year for me has been like such a great game, year for gaming. So my, my game of the year is definitively, I knew as soon as I finished the game, I was like, it's the last of us part two. There's, there's n- not, it is in my probably top, it's in my top three games ever. Last of Us Part Series is like such a phenomenal story to me, and like it's it, it's so like daring as well, and it's it just like everything about the game is just phenomenal. I've played it through twice, and I, I rarely do that, and I and I'm gonna do a go back soon and get like a platinum on it, and but yeah, it's just it's just such a like masterpiece. So you're just yeah. going for it. Yours is just the Last of Us Part Two. But yeah, I, I do want to shout out with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, um, also Cyberpunk. Despite its numerous bugs, it's still one of the most exciting games of the year, and it's very, it's it's so much fun. Ghost of Tsushima, game I didn't give a fuck about before its release, and then it got like all these great reviews, and I was like, what is this game? And it was basically Assassin's Creed Japan, but in like the best way, and it's like perhaps a better game in Assassin's Creed Valhalla in a lot of ways. Um, even though I love, yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that, those are my um, more mentions. There we go. Quite quite a precise criteria, but I think I've only played Valhalla out of those. So hmm. Valhalla would have easily got, got my nomination. But one thing I will not argue, despite never playing it, uh, Ben was very joyful of The Last of Us Part 2, and I love The Last of Us Part 1. So, Ben, mm. I would like you to present the game of the year to The Last of Us Part 2. 
Here you go, Ellie. <laughs> now, fuck off. <laughs> now, fuck off and go back to Jackson. The streaky for best game of the year, The Last of Us Part oh. 2. All my nominees are getting awards. Oh. But anything to say about Assassin's Creed Valhalla? I know it was your... I love Assassin's Creed. I've always loved Assassin's Creed. Even the bad one, uh, Unity. I still like it, at least. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Valhalla, I'm having a, still having an amazing time of it. I can't, I'm nowhere near finished. Uh, oh, yeah. it's gonna, I've got all of lockdown to do it now. So much time. Yeah. Uh, I looked up playing Alcock today, and it was like, because uh, I played it earlier today, and it was like, I'm like 35 hours into the game and I looked at all the kids to complete the story. I think you have to do all the areas, right? You have to like conquer England essentially. Yeah, basically. Um, and the, um, the last, the most powerful areas, like level two, 340. I'm like, what the fuck? It's going to take me so, so much long. To yeah, yeah. I love it. The Yule content they've just added as well. Yeah. Uh what a, what a game it's gonna take so long to finish but i think uh it's gonna i think it'll be back next year with another nomination at this rate if they add some dlc or something oh yeah we need to decide... did, they added Christmas stuff. yeah they added the yule stuff which there's nine days eight days sorry left on it at time of recording and i've not even finished that yet like so good hmm. goodness gracious it's still a little bit glitchy at times like at the moment oh sure uh, Every time I load the game for about three or four, three or four minutes, and that's not an exaggeration, um, Avor loads in just super drunk, so the yes. screen's just all wobbly. Does it do it for you that's as well? The same way it means there. I was oh, like, oh shit. Some of the, also, some of like the notifications for where missions are just appear wildly over to one side of the map, <laughs> and sometimes you'll get into like a battle, and the battle music will just continue after the battle. Oh. Like, so until right. you force close the game and reload it, you'll just have war drums in the background when you're like having a nice chat with someone. <laughs> <laughs> it's still got its problems as well. Yeah. That's an indictment of these crazy deadlines that these uh, poor developers uh, get. Yeah. Game companies I mean, to force games out. But with all these games that are so, because Assassin's Valhalla is, is such a huge game. Like, I think it's actually, in a way, kind of bigger than Odyssey maybe but like it's so there's so much to it and they actually pulled out pretty quickly they, they, they did they completed development in two years for this game and it with the game so ambitious when there's like so much to it um i think there was always going to be like bugs and stuff there's always going to be this sort of shit but it doesn't bother me too much you know no, it, it doesn't. But uh, but that is game of the year to the Last of Us Part Two. Congratulations, guys. Uh, ben, what would you like? What category should we take care of next at the 2020 Streakies? I think we should could do biggest idiots. <laughs> so, oh, 2020 gave us gave us a lot of them. We're gonna try. Ben, I know you. I know you very well. We, but I am gonna say this. At this award ceremony, we're going to try and not get too political. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mine's not necessarily political. Yeah. Okay, Ben, your first nomination for Biggest Idiot. Uh, I've only got one, to be honest. Uh, my, <laughs> uh, and, and there was actually several people I thought There was old, old Boris. There was a nice old Trumpy boy. There was a bunch, there was like Jesse Watts smolders or whatever the guy from like empire who pretended he had like a fucking um oh god was that only this year i think it was this year right oh, um he's like right at the beginning of the year when he was like pretending he like staged a racist attack or something that was he was definitely up there but um my biggest idiot is rudy Bernalis, who is basically trump's uh, one of trump's best friends oh his he lawyer is, yeah <laughs> Uh, oh he's, like, he's like Supreme Court justice or something like that. I'm not the most risky app person. No, I don't know that much about American politics, but I'm pretty sure he's like on the Supreme Court justice. Um, basically, you ever seen Borat 2? Exactly I, haven't, I haven't seen it, yeah. but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a scene which is so fucking awkward and cringeworthy. That, that movie is a comedy. It's a comedy for out. That scene is like it shows you exactly 
what is wrong with like all these people who are like incredibly entitled to the the very very top of like American politics or like, money where it is like it shows their incredible entitlement and just shows that how like um how invincible they think they are. It's just like this this guy on like the so basically the premise is Borat's daughter uh, has a um, meeting, has a interview, because she's a journalist in, in the film. And she has a uh, meeting, like an interview with the uh, Rudy, whatever the fuck he's called. And he, um, and she, in, on the camera, uh, and she, I'm pretty sure she actually says she's like an uh, a underage girl in it. She's, she's like 16. And she's meant to be like 15 or 16 year old, year old in, in the film. And yeah, I'm pretty sure she says she's like underage. And but she, because of like uh, racial change, because of like slavery, she has to have sex with him. And in, um, in the film, this is what she says to the to Rudy. And he's like, yeah, okay, okay, we'll, we'll be able to do it. And he was like, solely on for it. There's, there's, he literally gets like down to his like underwear, and you see it on camera. And it's like, this woman has told you she's enslaved to do this. This is kind of against her will and underage. And you're like so happy about it. And you're so honest. Like, oh my God. Because this, there's no, he knew this was an interview. Like he knew it was a fucking interview where anyone could get, anyone could see this. It could be on live TV for his own. And he was just like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. I'll do it. Like, dude, are you? This is this is the most moronic shit in the world. Like, it's literally unbelievable. Is there's several times where the actress, I guess, she plays up for it, and she's like, "This is a televised interview. This is a televised interview, and you're admitting <laughs> to this." And so, Rudy, guys, you, I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen to you. I know the world hates you now, and you probably deserve it. But come on, man. Use some, use some a little bit more. Use a bit, use more to your brain power. Use some more, more of that IQ that IQ that led you to the Supreme Court justice. Yeah, he must be a good lawyer, surely. But he's also yeah. the guy who did that interview whilst he had like hairspray in to make his hair not look grey, and then it all started dripping down his face. Life. Oh camera. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it looked like a fucking Westworld robot malfunction. <laughs> Oh god, what a what a fantastic nomination! I can't really top it. Uh, I'm trying to think back to things that have happened this year. Uh, I just had one in my head, but it's just disappeared uh, from my mind. So we might just have to go with old Rudy. Yeah, I mean, I think uh... he's he's the biggest idiot of this year quite easily without having without getting too political there are obviously bigger idiots out there yeah uh but my god what a guy the only one that comes to mind right now is uh and you're not going to know a lot about it which is why i wasn't going to necessarily bring about it's a footballer Mm. a soccer player in america called neymar uh he does have a a long brazilian spanish name but everyone calls him neymar and uh people know who i'm talking about and whilst and at the moment he has organized an underground rave for his birthday in brazil okay. I'm sorry for new year's uh in brazil whilst claiming to his club he's injured <laughs> and also brazil at the minute is in full lockdown because of coronavirus and is being ravaged by it but he's yeah. just ordered he's just organized i don't know who he's obviously paid off a load of people a massive multi-person hundred person rave Sure. Uh, the other person it has to be and we uh, over at Rogue Opinions of the A-Team uh, myself, Jimmy and Scott we, we often talk about our, how much of an idiot Chris Jericho is but Chris Jericho this year man, he has mm. really gone out of his way to do some thick stuff uh, oh, really? he tweeted out I'm not a political person but then said something in support of Trump whilst it being public knowledge you can go on a public uh, access system to see who has made political donations and he's right there donating several thousand dollars to donald trump <laughs> he, wow. the exact words were i'm not a political person uh he's also spoken about how he hates these covid restrictions and they're dumb he's been doing 
concerts with no social distancing at all with his shit band. Uh, And he just doesn't seem to care at all about anything. And he's done multiple dumb things this year, but I don't think it's on the level of Rudy. Yeah. Yeah, To be honest, I think, like I said, Chris Jericho was an arsehole to you ages ago. He's always been an arsehole. Yeah. No, he always seemed like a dickhead to me. He is a dickhead. He always seems like a bit of a prick. Uh, he's done loads of dumb stuff before. Um, mm. So, so but there we are. But I think it's going to have to go to Rudy. I don't know how to say your surname. Uh, and I don't even care to try. Congratulations, <laughs> Rudy. You are 2020's biggest idiot. Well done, Rudy. What a guy. I I no, no one wants to see you naked. Oh well, here we go. It, it's time before we get to before we get to the lifetime achievement award, surprisingly not shit award. Uh, and what else we got? Movie of the year. Yeah. Should we go with woman of the year? Yes. Who have you got for your nomination? Sigourney Weaver. Okay. Okay. I, res- I respect yeah. that. Yeah, everyone oh, respects Sigourney Weaver. She's done. She's done a lot. Uh, she was in one episode of Call My Agent. Uh, she was in some movie called My Salinger Year, or however you say that. Uh, she was in Dark Crystals, Age of Resistance, or something. Uh, this oh, year, yeah. signed up to do four Avatar sequels. Yeah. But so is that sound? Yeah, maybe maybe he's on the comeback. I just think Sigourney Weaver, she is perhaps the best of us. Yeah. Uh, she always uh, just seems like a nice person as mm-hmm. well. And I just think Sigourney Weaver, in 2020, Sigourney Weaver deserves it more than everyone else. I was sure, yeah. Sigourney Weaver is pretty... I mean, she is pretty good. Like She's always been like frigging phenomenal in like anything she's done, I feel. And she's always been like kind of a quiet badass. Like she just just deserves respect. Like you walk into a room with her, be, or a room with her and be like kind of intimidating because I don't know where she just demands this. Sort I reckon of, like, she could beat us up, both of us oh, at the yeah. same time. Yeah, like both of us against her, she'd beat the shit out of us. Easily, easily. But who's your nomination? My <laughs> my nomination is actually a fictional character. It's um. Oh, have you seen the show the uh, the marvelous Miss Maisel? No, it's a really, really good show. It's a, it's a show about a woman um, in the sixties who gets left by her husband and decides to become a stand-up comedian. And it's like, and the show is actually like, honestly, like really awesome. It's a, it's about like gender roles and how time has changed and just the idea of coming like a comic and how like controversial that was for men mostly, but women like women didn't really. Have majority of them didn't really have like independent jobs in this age, right? As a stand-up comedian, which is like the most far fucking outright like job you can have, really. It's just, like stand-up comedians came like popular and um, came like a real thing in like the eighties, I want to say. But it's just it's a really show about like a really daring woman who just did for what she wanted because because what she's good at and what she's what she loves, and she she fights like oppression in like every episode, and it's. Just, in different ways and she has all these um her parents are like telling her to do one thing and like marry this guy or whatever and she's like fuck the world i'm gonna do what i want so the person who inspired you most probably throughout in this year in this terrible fucking rudy gullerless year uh, version of a year is the marvelous miss mazel who's a fiction character sure but she's a uh, She's a proud woman. But I, I, <laughs> so for the man and the woman award, you nominated someone who's not a man or something that's not a man in Yoda. Yeah. And now for the woman of the year, you voted for a woman that isn't real. She's real in my heart. Okay, that's good enough for me. She wins. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to side with you. Sorry, Sigourney. Maybe next year when one of the Avatar sequels come out. Sure. All my nominations are one day. The, the marvelous Miss Maisel, whatever her name is. Yeah, you got it right on one. Marvelous Miss Maisel. What a legend! Well done. She cut. She would be here, but she's not real. Uh, <laughs> Died in ninety nine seven. 
Oh, well, this Streaky Awards is going so well. Mm. Sponsored by Apple and Canon. And Canon. Yeah, yeah. What award would you like to do next? I think we should do best movie, best movie. Okay, in a year where nearly every movie got cancelled. <laughs> there was only a few. <laughs> Let's do best movie. Um, I would like to nominate two. One, I don't think came out this year, but I do think it came out in this. No, I don't. It didn't even come out in this Oscars calendar year. I was going to nominate Parasite. Uh, yeah, I think I was off here, but I'm not oh, okay. sure. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Then by default, I'm going to have to nominate Eva Onward, which is an animate, a Disney movie with Tom Holland and Chris Pratt playing elves in a world where they used to have magic, but then technology replaced magic. And they went on this journey to try and find where all the magic had gone, uh, which is pretty good. Or Soul which is the new yeah. Disney movie that came out like four days ago, but no other movies have come out since then. I won't give any spoilers in case you want to watch it, but everyone should go watch yeah. it. It's a nice movie. Yeah. I haven't seen either of them, but I want, I want to watch both. Yeah, that's, that's some good stuff. I know Soul has got, um, it seems like my sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, my movie is, actually my, is one last film, film I watched in the cinema. I think I watched it in like March. Of last year, maybe. Maybe. Uh, Did it come 19- out this year? <laughs> yeah, it came out last year. Came out this year. Okay. It's 1917, uh, which is like a war film about really based on about two characters who are like really young men in the war and they've got a message to deliver. Mostly, I think the whole film is maybe four different shots and. It's just it's just like a really phenomenal character based like war film. It's just yeah, it's my favorite war film probably of all time. And it, yeah, it's like this film. Go see it. It was a really good cinema experience because it's very tense and atmospheric. And the whole the kind of genius of the film is is that in this one in these really lingering shots you have the characters. It makes you really care for him. Like you, you feel like you know these characters because you spend so much uncut time with them. Like you think about normal films, they're cut up between several different characters, and you see the main character in it for like, and if, if it's a two-hour film, you see him for like eight minutes because like forty minutes is spent on other characters, or whatever. But this is literally like how an hour and forty-five minutes on these two characters, very like no shots out no shots cutting to anything else it just follows them the entire way and it yeah it just makes you really care for these characters in in very very tense situations so 1917 that's my nomination oh 1917 i did see it but it's been a super long time uh how are we going to decide this it's two nice animated disney movies and then Uh, a, a nice horrid war film yeah. I kind of, I don't know. If I saw all those films, uh, if I seen, seen all the ones you said, Soul looks really good to me, and so does Onward. I don't know which which was the best to you out of those. Uh, probably Soul. Soul is probably better. Like it's a, it's a very nice movie. It's about a, a guy whose music is his entire life, and then uh, he like. Uh, dies uh, so and there's the world where all the souls go and the souls have to go to the great beyond which is like their version of heaven but then he yeah. tries to escape and get back to his body and everything like that in this weird world it's got a very interesting cast richard iowadi is in it that's cool yeah graham norton is in it sure. it's quite like a major role like he's got a good yeah. because tina fey plays a like a, a soul that in the world, they've got to earn the right to go to Earth by finding their quote-unquote spark, um, okay. and then they get to then the souls get to go to Earth and get put into a body. Uh, it's a cool yeah. concept. It's a good yeah. movie. It's got a hell of a good score, a lot of jazz, mm. and uh, it's cool. It's it's a it's a nice movie. So we're gonna nominate. We're gonna put up Soul for our movie of the year. Well done, Soul. Well done, Soul. You've well got done, lots Pixar. of Soul. You were made in Seoul. There was very few cream. Oh, so we have two awards left as we come to the end of this wonderful awards ceremony. Uh, we've 
got the surprisingly not shit award and then lifetime achievement so ben would you like to introduce to us the surprisingly not shit award this is the award for all the things you look at and you say that's gonna be shit i'm gonna hate that that's gonna i can't believe that's a thing so all like this podcast you can't believe two idiots who are naked half the time masturbating are gonna make these words and become amazing entertainment so the surprise of the year award Maybe the most surprising one, shit award. Maybe the most important award of the year is what's great is when you love, when you're really excited about something and it comes out and you're like, oh, it's really great. What's perhaps even better is things going to be shit and just surprise you, just being amazing. Like our friendship. Like I always think it's everything. Then somehow, some way, I was like, this guy's okay. <laughs> so there we go the surprisingly not shit award actually one of the biggest awards of the year at the streakies and it's tough to think of things really to nominate because we are very judgmental people oh yeah Incredible. horrifically so we make up our minds we are stubborn in what we think hmm. but here we go the surprisingly not shit award, I am going to nominate Zoom. <laughs> sure. Zoom is a platform for making video calls on. Yeah. Uh, and you would presume that, well, we are peeling behind a curtain recording on Skype because it's easier to record. <laughs> but I would like to hazard a guess that before everything went down, there were about 17 people who had ever heard of Zoom. Oh, yeah. Same. No one had ever, outside of outside of making a car noise, no one had ever said the word Zoom to me yes, before definitely. quarantine. And uh, then here, here it is, out of nowhere. There everyone's is. using Zoom. Yeah. Mm. Skype got its trousers pulled down and its tiny dick exposed. Like yeah, um, Google Meet as well. Like that came out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. So, but Zoom as well. You think, oh, well, it can't be that good, and then you use it. Surprisingly, not shit. That's nice. Yeah, there it's we go. So my nomination is Zoom. Yeah. You say Zoom is better than Skype. It's got better sound quality. Uh, it just generally is a little bit more stable, but you do have to pay for it. Yeah, that's a big no-no to me. Zoom, I'm sure you're great. And if I wasn't so poor and I didn't spend all my money on dwarf porn, then I'd probably put some money towards you. But I, I, I just can't, can't. So yeah, I'm going to use Skype. But Zoom, when I become a rich man, when I become less addicted to certain things and be able to save money then maybe i'll maybe i'll, I'll use you good job zoom my spies one shit is actually a film oh. it's harley quinn and the birds of prey i can't remember what the fucking <laughs> i was about to ask you for the mate for the main like, title Harley Quinn and the emancipation of love and war and prostitution like what the fuck is this like I, whatever it was I'm just, I'm just going to call it Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. That movie's great. That movie is actually great. <laughs> and I have no right to it. it. It's kind of a sequel to Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is a fucking mess. Suicide Squad is a three out of ten at best. It has cool Will, Will Smith stuff in it. Harley Quinn's good in it. But like, so this Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, all the characters are great. Like, there is, I watched that film horrendously drunk and i was actually on a date when i wanted to yeah and <laughs> <laughs> but i watched the whole film i literally watched it and i was like oh shit i'm into this i'm really into this and there's um there's some really cool stuff that happens with the um storytelling it's like really interesting and uh daring like camera shots and stuff like that and there's it's like Harley Quinn's like a really unreliable narrator, sort of like it's somewhat akin to say Deadpool, like the original Deadpool film. Oh, but 
and it, it's not as, I, don't, I don't think it's as good as the original Deadpool but it kind of goes for like the same way as, as uh, Harley Quinn is still insane she's still this crazy character she's a very she narrates the film and they play it to really good effect and there's there's many the villain's quite good it's not, it's not amazing but it's good um, but the the birds prey are actually really good. That all the all the characters are very well acted, well written. But yeah, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, generally, probably my favourite DC film that's come out. So we need to think of a way to decide this because we've obviously got a, a an audio call platform <laughs> going up cool. against a movie. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to ask you: Do you think you could reliably watch harley quinn um i can't remember the full title neither now across zoom uh probably yeah what leg up on zoom yeah it is because if you turn to video then you probably could yeah the yeah i don't because i think i feel like you'd maybe watch it over skype I presume Zoom is like 10 times better than Skype. So, yes, I'd say you probably could watch it over over Zoom. But the movie is like two hours long. So you're going to have to pay for it. You're going to have to pay for that. Yeah, so. <sighs> this is tough. Mm, very tough. Very tough. Um, this is, it's almost like they had to share the awards. There should be a sequel. I don't think we can sell out like that yeah. and start sharing awards. I think Zoom has a slight leg up because I feel up. like no one had ever heard of it, mm. whereas lots of people had heard of Birds of Prey before it came out. Oh, yeah. And then they just That's chose fine. not to go see it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. So, Zoom, I'm going to say, Zoom is the winner. I was surprised it wasn't shit. Well done, Zoom. We're coming out of nowhere. We're coming a thing. Yeah. You're going to disappear in six months, but you're a thing for a bit. Well done. Yeah, and you helped a lot of people through uh, through lockdown yeah. to see their family on reliable HD webcam streams. That's nice. That's nice. Uh, so, Ben, throwing it back to you, it is the Lifetime Achievement Award. You're going to hate me first. <laughs> hmm. oh, we, give, uh, we give award to who has the best lifetime. It can be a product, it can be a sexual position, it can be whatever you want. It can be a, person, it can be a type of lube. So my Lifetime Achievement Award actually goes to Fortnite. Oh, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> Because this game is crazy. This game is fucking insane. It's not. I don't think it's insanely good. It's just weird as shit. Like because it came out of nowhere, and it wasn't even the, the main game it wanted to be. Like it, it, there was going to be like a massive single player. It's like saying, it's like saying the Mass Effect free multiplayer is going to be the biggest thing in the world for like four years. Whereas like, all right, it was just like a side for, And now it's this crazy thing which has Master Chief in it, has Kratos in it, has Keanu Reeves. It has <sighs> it's like, got it has a lot of marketing deals. It's got Venom and Storm and Foreign. It's got so much, like it literally has, it's, it's had album debuts when they've streamed different albums on it from multiple artists that the, the was the first time they were ever going to reach them into the world we're like we're going to put them on fortnite and make it an event what the fuck like really what the f this is a random video game like which is just it's crossing like so many media platforms now i don't even love fortnite i haven't played it for like a year but it's just so weird and i think it's great what it's become and also this is going into like the nerd catacombs there was a mess in the before Star Wars Episode Nine was released. There was like a message that the um, that was given uh, that was played throughout Fortnite for like a day. It was the Emperor's message that he sent out to the galaxy to basically reveal that he was like still alive. And it's not in the film at all, and it's not in like any book or anything. So it like 
it has like exclusive like a deleted scene in Star Wars in it as well, which I mean is like this this crazy shit. Like Fortnite is this bananas sort of thing that came out of nowhere. And then like it's been around for maybe three, four years now. And it just like changed the world of like what can be what is like an on-demand game, what is like a, a gamer service sort of thing. Like you just it's just bananas things with it, and they're like we don't give a fuck. We're making so much money, and then we we're just gonna take it whichever fucking way we want. And that's my nomination for. I'm gonna I'm gonna present my nomination. When I think of the word lifetime, I think three yeah. four years perhaps is a little bit too short for a lifetime. Whilst everything you said about Fortnite is correct, yeah. I'm just gonna go for something that is more an actual lifetime. Uh, sure. And still going at a minute. My nomination is Ash Ketchum. Oh, shit. That's a good lot. Yeah. It Fair. took 22 years for Ash mm. to finally win the Pokemon League. Wow. Using his Pikachu and everything. And we have seen him go through so much. Never age, but oh, so yeah, exactly. much. He's using Garnier for men like his own business. Yeah. He's, got, he's made so many friends along the way. He's been through yeah. multiple movies. This one character... Uh, he's spawned an entire like franchise. He's a big part of that, but he is the main character of the series and the movies. And 22 years it took yeah. to win it. Now he did win it last year. Yeah. How do you ever make any money? That's the question I ask. Like, does he make money going around traveling the world? How does he get funds from? I think if it, I think if it's anything like, uh, like in the games, then. You just get mm. loads of money because you end up so rich in those games. Like you, do, you end up really rich, but like Gym Five, you're like, I've got a hundred grand. Yeah, easily. But I think we need to recognise Ash Ketchum, a big part of everyone's childhood now yeah. and when we were children. And yeah. It he 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 did it, man, and he's still yeah. going now. The series is still going. He's still so out what, there competing. What league did he actually win? Oh, I can't remember the, the name of it, but I will find out for you uh, yeah. momentarily. But he is a Pokemon master now because yeah. because he won that. He's technically now a Pokemon master. Yeah. Um, I can't see what league he actually won. Back in the day, like there was the Joe, no, there was the Kanto, and then it, the series, and then like season two was like the Orange League. I want to say he won that the was- Alo- he won the Alola one which is like sun and moon when they're on like a hawaiian island but more than two decades he was plugging away for this trophy that's true that's very that's very honorable well done ash yeah that is a lifetime achievement do you reckon ash ketchum is like the son of keanu reeves i think it's likely yeah yeah. i mean i think that's the only really likely thing Hmm. here we go fortnite the video game Mostly, you're including it because it had Star Wars in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ash Ketchum. Um, not gonna lie. It's it's Ash it's Ash Ketchum. You know, it's it really is. He's near and dear to both our hearts, as many millions. I know Fortnite is to other some people, but it's Ash Ketchum. Ash and Pokemon are so much better than fucking Fortnite. They just sell you skins. Pokemon sells you friendship and love. And love. There you are. Well done, Ash Ketchum. Lifetime achievement award. Twenty-two years it took to become a Pokemon master, and he's still going now. Still going. He's still plugging away. He is. What a what a guy. And mm. uh, yeah, first, uh, lastly, thank you to Apple and Canon for yes. helping make this virtual event possible. Mm. Uh, we do probably need to say at some point that we're not really sponsored by them <laughs> but <laughs> still, they helped us and ben you look so good in that red tie i do i do it's so much fun isn't it? Uh, well i think it's time <laughs> we say happy new year to everyone happy new year the streakies for another year let's hope 2021's a bit better yes uh, let's hope people can get out and do some shit Corona is like a distant memory. Yeah, maybe in 20 years, Corona will get a lifetime achievement award. Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations to all the winners. Uh, You can 
uh, find this podcast and more at rogue underscore opinions on the Twitter. You can find me at Nathan Greenaway. Go back through all the archives of the year. There's been a lot of content we put up uh, this year and there'll be a lot more to come, especially from us. Ben, where can people find you? And what is East meets West? <laughs> you can find me at Ben underscore E-B-E-R-T on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, uh, actually on Instagram, it's Thorny 100. East Meets West is, is in a website, is a, I don't know what it is. It's a, a YouTube channel based around a couple of Western guys trying out different East experiences. Right now we've got three episodes on and we, we're going to film that before from pretty soon. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, check it out. It's a fun little show. Uh, our mutual friend, uh, we'll just call him Retina, because that's his own name, uh, does a lot of the work for it. And he, it, it, the show's actually pretty good. Like, uh, I'm quite proud of it. So, fun. Uh, well, I, everyone go watch that. It's a really, really funny series, and you get to see Ben's lovely face. But otherwise, guys... Thank you for enjoying another year of The Naked Men. I hope you enjoyed the streakies. Uh, let us know who you think should have won the awards. And we will speak to you again next year. Bye now. Bye.